talking about how I eat candy, strangely. How do you eat candy, strangely? Well, people always make fun of me for eating Kit Kats. Oh, no. How do you eat Kit Kats? Oh, no. When you get the, when you get the two. Like, no. I eat it as twos. Brian! I eat it in twos. Really? And then... Are you kidding me? And then... Are you serious right now? I eat Lisey's cups instead of biting I'm, I'm horrified. I bite the top off of Reese's What? I don't even... I've never even eaten those and I can tell that's the wrong way to eat that. Then you get like a perfect little circle. I'm horrified. Oh. And you get the peanut butter and you can put it right on your tongue. No, no. It's so good. Oh god, I live with a monster. Oh no. Roll the credits. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Are You Bored Yet? Uh, week three. Yes. <laughs> I am bored. Brian's bored every week. <laughs> welcome back, week three. We have some exciting stories for you guys. Unfortunately, we are not accompanied by McKenna. She has moved on to bigger, better things. To her bed. Which is just downstairs. She's just downstairs. She's sleeping. Out. She's watching Outer Banks. I don't even know what that is. Sponsored by Netflix. Um, but I'm here, Brandon Yap, with my roommate. Brian Bonnet. So what are you drinking this week, Brian? So I have Voodoo Ranger IPA, New Belgium. It is pretty good. I'm, I'm a fan of it. It's an India Pale Ale, 7%. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. Um, it's not, I like IPAs a lot. There's like, I know a lot of people don't. But I think, like, some of the first beer I ever drank, other than, like, you know, shitty, like, 30-rack beer, was IPA. And so I really like them. But this one, this one's not very strong. You know? I like I like a, a punch in the mouth when you drink IPA. But this one isn't like that. I'm drinking Harpoon Camp Wanamango. I'm not a fan. Wanamango? I don't love it. Oh, it's okay. It's I don't all right. like mango flavors. Mm. Like mango... Right. Mango White Claw? Not good. We have a story about a sex dungeon that yeah. we promised, and we we and we're gonna deliver. Week. Sex dungeon, strong word. Brian thinks it's a sex it's a, pad. It's a sex pad. I think it's a orgy house. It's <laughs> not a full house. It's only an apartment. It's an orgy apartment. I think I think orgy pad, or or, or sex pad is the best phrasing. You know, we can we can settle on that. Mm. So what? So. Basically, we we love Montreal. Brian's Canadian. Montreal is a wonderful city for those who haven't been. It's beautiful. There's a mountain in it. There's a mountain in it. <clears throat> free weed, not free weed. Legal weed. <laughs> free weed. They Legal. actually were just giving it out in little handbags, <laughs> little, little giveaways on the sidewalk. Um, cool nightlife, cool culture, great food. They don't use salt on their sidewalks though in the winter oh, which sucks because they're so environmentally oh, first conscious on. so like the, the sidewalks are just pure ice they put yeah. a lot of sand but no salt so that kind of sucks but everything else or like the eight month winters is great but everything else is great I'm yeah it's a great big place. fan of montreal so so great that brian and i went twice in what like three months three months three months yeah i've probably been 
eight times in my life. Nine, eight or nine times in my life. Maybe I mean, more. It's beautiful cereal. It's great. It's also great if you are... Great bagels. Not 21 in America. Also that. And live in the Northeast. Yep. Four hour drive. It's a great... It's a great little it's place to get away where you can drink weed. Yeah, it's as close as... If you go to school in Boston, it's as close yep. as New York City. Yep. I feel like we've sold them. We should get sponsored by Montreal. By the city. <laughs> SQDC, sponsor us. <laughs> SQDC. Oh. Oh, you can't say it yet. So for those of you who have never been to Montreal, SQDC is like the... It's like the only, the, the, it's the, the state one, run. the state, the, the one state, state run, run dispensary. dispensary. And it's basically like if you took the Apple store in any dispensary and then they had a child. No, Yeah. It's like an Apple store and a pharmacy had a child that yeah. started smoking pot at like six years old. <laughs> That's it's just so cool. Like. There's like touch screens. You can like order and like see the menu from the, these touch screens. Then you go in and it's literally it's just like, like wooden floor. Picture. Okay. In a different context. Picture a Tivana where there's this wall of all the different kinds of teas, or like a David's tea, where there's all these di- like you got the black teas and the green teas and and the oolongs, you know, and the herbals, you but know. But it's weed. But it's weed. <laughs> so there's That's a sativa, like. there's an indica, there's a hybrid, and then there's all these different kinds of weed. Really and cool. it's it's beautiful. It's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Um So we go to so, Montreal. Yeah, we go to Montreal. We love it there. And so the second time around, we kind of got like a little, like a weird ragtag group together, like of people that like aren't necessarily all really friends together. It was, yeah, it was an interesting group. It was like, it was, it was an interesting group. It was fun. And, uh, I remember... First we, of all, they tried to convince us, so we went in two cars because it was a big group. Oh my God. <laughs> and the first car, so I was driving the second car. And the first car had Brandon in it <laughs> and some of our other friends. And they, they texted us. And they tried to convince us that Brandon didn't get through the border check <laughs> and that we had to pick him up two miles from the border and hide him in our trunk. And I was like, first of all, first of all, he definitely made it through and they're just being assholes. Second of all, if he didn't make it through, we're not hiding him in our trunk. That is illegal. I'm not doing that. <laughs> It, like, sucks for him. He can walk back to Boston. I don't know how I would do that. <laughs> Just be like, call an Uber. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine how expensive that Uber would be? <laughs> uh, but everyone else in my car was like, what are we going to do? He, what, Brandon didn't get through. Why didn't he get through? What are we going to do? And I was like, guys, he obviously got through. <laughs> it's like, no. And you obviously did. And I obviously did. They were just Safe and assholes. Sound. Um, People so, also forget the first time we went, I drove the whole way, and the rest of you played Mario Party yes, on the Switch. On, yes, we did. And I had to sit there and drive. Because we were addicted. Yeah. There's like a four-month period of, of our lives where we were literally addicted to Mario Party on the Switch. You guys would play... Every night. Like, all the least, multiple games. At least four times a week. But we were looking at Airbnbs for the second trip to Montreal, and we came across this one that looked really intriguing because there was a stripper pole included. Airbnb, stripper pole for free, easy. That's the easiest decision ever. Obviously, this place is going to be sick and it's going to be fun, so we booked it. And we got there. It was. We realized there was a little more than <laughs> just the stripper pole. There's, there was like this... A massage pool. table. There was a massage table. Which was kind of nice. Kind of nice. There was a... There's like a little very narrow 
staircase that went up to this like crawl space which had just like a mattress laid out with a full body length mirror on the wall which you can put the math together what goes on up there um all the other beds are literally cushions first of all there were no doors in this apartment also no there was was one door there was one door into the bathroom and everything else was open floor yeah and there was no real furniture it just, like, cushions. Yeah, it was, like, these chairs, like, that were literally, like, just, like, it was, like, literally cloth. <laughs> like, like... Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, stiff cloth. Yeah, stiff cloth. <laughs> and you would just sit. And that was it. And there were mattresses that were rolled up, like, 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 pads that you could sleep on that were just rolled up. And there was, like, six of them all next to each other. And then the stripper pole was in the middle of a big... I would probably say like like elevated surface. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like it was like I'm thinking size. It was like fifteen by fifteen, probably. Sure. Just like open space with a stripper pole in it. Hula hoops from the ceiling. Yep. Yep. A lot of places to anchor rope, maybe mm-hmm. if that is what you're looking to do. The shower, uh, yeah, had been working had many jets for water to come out of. A lot of different settings. A lot of different settings. Big enough for. A, that, a detachable shower head. That's not that weird. No, I know, but it just... But, like, it, big yeah, enough for, like, yeah, yeah. Two, two or three people. Yeah, could probably... Yeah. Oh, you could... Maybe you could, you could fit a good few people. You could, fit a, you could fit a good little orgy in that shower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a, a jacuzzi. Wasn't there? Yes, there was. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. And there's also... So, other than the layout of the apartment, there were a lot of interesting, fun little things. Fun little found. things for us to find, like... A kissing game where there was like a little more than kissing involved, and then um, so customer reviews, <laughs> the place. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there was oh we invaded her privacy. <laughs> <laughs> there was a poster that had the rules for the game, and one of the rules was if you're not wearing any pants, please put a towel down to keep the floor clean from your genitalia that was one of the rules um we found the cards the flash cards the reviews yeah no 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 no, no. the flash, yeah, flash cards. cards the ones that had okay so it was a it was a it was a, a card game card oh. card in quotation marks there was a bunch of flash cards with something written on it and you would shuffle up the cards and you would you would like you draw a card every round and it would tell you to do something and some of them were nice it was like a friendly hug, or a light kiss on the cheek, something like that. Really nice. And then some were like, mistress domination. <laughs> <laughs> like, puppy play. <laughs> Obey your master for two oh minutes. Like, some really oh interesting things. God. And there was a big stack, like at least a hundred flashcards. Oh my god. And you could just go around and, and use all the flashcards. There's one, there's a great picture of me holding one of the flashcards, and I'm smiling, and it just says, slap my ass on it. <laughs> oh, that's where that picture comes from. I yeah, that. oh, okay. that's, where all, okay. that's where all the cards were. It was okay. like in action. So okay. some of it would be like, you have to do it to someone else, or one, some of them would be like, someone has to do it to you. And so gotcha. one of them was slapped. It was ass. like sex piccolo. A classic um, game. There was a sign up for a, a a class on the fridge. Sex club. 
No, it, or kind of. It was a, I want to say an, an oral technique <laughs> class. I, I don't know if I'm remembering that right. Do you not remember this? I didn't really explore that much. Oh, they, it was like, maybe it was a fingering class. Oh my god. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it was that. I'm not 100% sure. Oh yeah, so the, you guys get the picture that we so vividly painted. It was just not... I guess in hindsight, maybe the stripper pole was a hint. But it definitely not what we were just We just did it for the meme. We were just like, oh, I, yeah, I thought I, would, thought I would... Stripper pole, that's so funny. I got exactly what I wanted, which was just a video of Erica Smith on the stripper pole. <laughs> and that was achieved, but then so much more was found. <laughs> And honestly, they were really accommodating because they had the oh, rules in both English and French, which is like very respectful that's of the audience. Oh, yeah. You know. Like, honestly, five stars. Uh, oh, definitely. Oh, it's five stars. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's so fantastic. Funny. This is, it was great. But I mean, outside of the outside of the Airbnb, it was pretty wholesome. I think. Uh, I, would, I don't know about that. I don't know if it was a wholesome I don't know. Trip. There was like. The night we ended. Went to brunch, and then oh. we went on a, like a. We went on a several mile bike ride across the city. It was city. like a 13 mile bike ride. We yeah. biked for so long. Because we kept trying to find somewhere to dock the bikes and we couldn't find it. <laughs> and then we took that picture by the water. Like we literally exited Montreal. Yeah, we were like, we were not in the city anymore. <laughs> we crossed the water. <laughs> we were on the opposite side of the water from the city. Oh no. And... The, I, I just don't think I just don't think it can be classified as that wholesome because <laughs> the night ended when I got back to the Airbnb because I went out with Milo and Maddie and we played pool at that bar. But when I get back to the Airbnb and one of our friends and one of our other roommates, Jatanina, is just face first asleep, passed out in my clothing. Like my bag is on the floor. And he was just like, you know what? Let me open Brian's bag and fall face first asleep <laughs> into his clothing. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's where I, I found I him. That's, and I slept on a foam mattress pad on the floor. <laughs> oh my god. And the, the fucking the mechanical bowl bar. Were you there for that? Yeah. Oh my god. So much fun. That's like one of the best bar scenes I've had in a while. Then the, we, went, we, did the, we did Dirty Dogs. Ah, dirty dogs. Late night dirty so dogs. So good. So if you haven't been to Canada, a first nice, of all, a nice dir- dirty dogs blackout. Oh, yes. First of all, you don't remember it, but you feel it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been to Canada, you should really go. It's a great country. People like to make fun of Canada. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. It's a wonderful place. Lots of very nice people. Lots of very cool things to see. Beautiful beautiful wildlife really fun honestly all around great skiing so much to do in canada but there's something that's very canadian called poutine (laughs) and dirty dogs is a is a is a restaurant in montreal that exclusively serves poutine and so poutine is french fries at, at its base it's french fries and gravy and cheese curds and Dirty Dogs takes that and they add so much to it that you can get like pulled bar- pulled pork barbecue poutine. You can get so good. Like so many number of different types. Like pages. 
Like so yeah, like a full dishes. menu, like a full menu of just poutine. Picture like and a, picture like a menu you'd see at like a diner where it's like multi-page, literally poutine. Yeah, milkshakes and poutine. Amazing boozy milkshakes and poutine. Yeah, I think I want to open a restaurant in Boston, and I want it to be. It's gonna make no sense because it's gonna be random foods, fast foods. From other countries oh, that I love yes. that we don't have in America. Yes. And it's gonna be poutine, and it's gonna be donor from Germany, and it's gonna be amazing. Oh, because I it's could, gonna be oh, cheap. God. Yes. That's the best thing about like fast food in like other countries, is, like it's just so cheap. I mean fast food here is cheap. But, but it's like, just like, even, like it could be McDonald's. Cheaper. No, okay. But like I could get like a full, you know, at like in, in Greece, and it was like literally a year, like a year of food. Yeah. Like, that's, you can't get a full meal for that much. Yeah. And so, I, obviously there's like, I, I, there would be no cohesion to this restaurant. It would just be, it would just be fast foods of the world. Random fast food I love of it. the world. I, I would invest. I think it would be really fun. I think you would make a lot of money. Yeah. You, could you imagine? Post it up right outside Northeastern. <laughs> yeah, all the NUN you're kids. You're targeting the NUN kids. The NUN kids. literally targeting the NUN Eat that shit Eat that shit up. So easily. You could turn it into, like, a bar in the back, you know? I do want to own a bar, too. That's a retirement goal. Like, mid-50s, mid-60s. I don't own a bar with you. Yeah, that'd be fun. What would our niche be? Um, what would our bar be like? Well, there has to be a mechanical bowl. I, that's kind of, like... Interesting. I don't know. Um, I kind of want to speak easy. I don't know if I want, like, ooh, a popular bar. I mean, like, a... So it's, like... Like, it's, like, underground. There's, like, a, like you don't really know. There's, like, no signs. Right, no signs. Like, you just know it. You just go. And, like, you know it or you don't know okay. it's there. Yeah, you know what? Um, in Sydney. In Sydney, in Australia. You've been to Sydney? Yeah, I went, I went to Sydney with uh, my parents uh, two years ago. Two summers ago. I knew you? How did I not hear about this? Yeah, it was after freshman year. Freshman year what summer. What the heck? Went to okay. Um, and what's really cool about Sydney is, like, there's this huge bar scene where it's just like un unsigned bar like the, yeah. the bar, these bars like don't really have like entrances or like signs anywhere. That's and, like, so cool. You would only find them if you like heard of them or if you looked it up on like Google. Like there's a list somewhere, um, <clears throat> and they're so cool. Like it's literally like it's like it's fun like going around the city and like we would spend like so long like we would we would look like we looked at, like a list of like the like the best front like based on like what the like locals say and we spent like so much time literally just like looking. Like they were like hard to find. Like we went into an alley and like we had to like go through like like a door like that looked like it was like a maintenance door for like the back end of a restaurant and then like we went like into like a tunnel and like there was a bar. I would love to own a bar. There yeah, that that seems so cool to just have like a place where like only Right. And you either know or you don't know. Like there's no like yeah finding it just like walking around. I would love to own one in Chinatown. Ooh. Like a like okay. a like a no sign bar in Chinatown. Okay. I think that'd be really that'd be a cool place to yeah, do. Yeah, I that, feel like I if I'm gonna have a bar, I want to have locals or like f- people who frequent my bar that I know. Yeah, and it's like I see. It's like, what's up, Frank? Yeah. How are the wife and kid? What do you want? Frank? Would you be a bartender at your bar? Yeah, I'd be a bartender at my bar. So there's this one bar in Berlin that is one of my favorites, and I totally forgot the name because there's no sign. Like, you know, I don't even remember what the name is. And so it's a tiny place and you have to, you knock on the door. First of all, you can't see inside. The windows are all like black. Door. It's like a sort of door that you can't see through. 
and you have to knock on the door, and the bartender, because there's only one person working at a time, the bartender comes to the door, and first of all, if it's full, they just don't let you in. Like, if there's too many people, because it's a tiny place, you can probably see, like, two dozen people, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, pretty small. And maybe less. And so, also, the bartender, if they don't, if he, if he or she, or they do not like the way you look, or they just don't get good vibes, then you just say no, and you don't get in. But if you do get in... It's a really cool place. It's very old furniture, very dimly lit. It's like all candle lit. And the bartenders are all very well trained. And each night, there's there's no menu. Each night, there's four drinks. So the bartender will come to you. He won't give you a menu. They pour you some water, and they're like, okay, these are the four drinks that we have. We have... An old-fashioned with this and this, and a gin drink with this and this, and whatever else. Whatever the four drinks are. And so you can either order one of those four drinks, or you can be you can say to the bartender, like, I like sweet drinks with rum. And they'll just make you something. Like, that's like that's as specific as you can, you can get. You can't be like, all the rum and coke. No, 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 you can't say that. You have to be, because, like, first of all, they're classier <laughs> than rum and cokes. But second of all, they get to make whatever they want for yeah. you. you. You just tell them the liquor you like and the flavors you like, and they'll make something for you. That's that so is cool. so cool to me. Like, and each drink is like 10 or 11 euros, which is a little expensive. But it's just yeah, like the exactly. atmosphere is so cool when everyone's like kind of yeah. hush. <laughs> you kind of just hang out and relax. It's cool. And it's a, I, like, that's a style of bar I want to own. I think that'd be really fun. I feel like I have a list of bars in my mind that I'm like, I, these are like top top tier bars that I went to while I was abroad. We didn't really... I wouldn't say any of the bars in Greece were necessarily super trendy or cool or, or like, had any kind of niche. It was really just, like, clubs that we went to. Uh-oh. Um, there was this one... There's this one where it was, like, you... It was called... What was it called? Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but there was, like... You, you, you had to be on the waiting list for, like, months. And, like, <laughs> me and my friends, like, literally hopped on... Just, like, to this person's reservation, like, just, like, as a back-end, like, addition. And we were just, like, oh, yeah, we're here with these guys. And it was just so cool. It, it was, like, it, it, I, I just, like, I felt, like, I came from money. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. It, like, wasn't that cool. <laughs> but there was just something, there was just something about being on a place you know, where list. I knew that there was, like, a waiting list. Oh, that was so cool. The bar itself was fine. It was whatever. Um... Yeah, I don't know. The, the clubs are just clubs in Greece. They weren't really special. There wasn't really anything, like, specific about them. It was really just, like, you walked around. You kind of, like, heard where everybody else was going. Or you all, like, there. it was also, like, in Greece, like, we would all just, like, walk together to the bars. Like, as a mass gathering of Americans. <laughs> God, they must have hated you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of did. But what I really loved about, like, where I lived in Greece. I lived in Thessaloniki, which is, like, six hours south of Athens so like really nothing important is going on in Thessaloniki it's really just like it's there it exists um and it's like it's pretty young compared to Athens which is a little older and so th- there are a lot of people that wait are, like, you mean age. like okay you mean like the people living there yeah 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 and so it wasn't like there weren't other like Greek people who were also like in college like our age like fucking around 
so the hotels that we stayed in or the hotel that I stayed in um was right along the boardwalk and so it's it's like the longest boardwalk ever it's like literally goes for miles like really nothing on this boardwalk it's literally just like a giant boardwalk you can like you walk to like the clubs like on the boardwalk so like at night like are they on the ocean um they're on the the sea okay one of the seas <laughs> yeah so yeah it was on the water and yeah, i guess we would literally ocean. just walk along the boardwalk it'd be nice it's like nice and ambient and like you're coming home it's so nice if you're really drunk to just like take in the nice air it's cool because the water's right there and like yeah it's just it was it was a really good atmosphere for like getting drunk and like going out in like nightlife like it didn't feel like we were like in a city it felt like we were somehow separated now like coming home um but like (laughs) yeah we would literally just like walk around from bar to bar and like see like who was where and helen my friend helen um she she would always get hit up on snapchat by these guys who went to like one of the local universities and they would always tell her hey come to seven sins and we'd be like okay bet so we would i would take i would go with her and she would be like oh she would like look for these guys and they'd be like oh helen like we're so glad you came and she's like yeah you know she's here to hang out we would go in the corner steal their jose cuervo rip shots of tequila and we would leave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then we would go to the next bar. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it was just so easy. Because, like, it, it was just so easy. You just walk around from bar to bar. You oh just, my you God. Just, you just bum drinks. <laughs> Helen was, like, the goat. She, wherever we went, she hated this. She hated this so much. Wherever we went, I would always tell, like, at restaurants, I would always tell them, oh, yeah, she's Greek. So that they would give us, like, special treatments. <laughs> and she hated it. She was like, Stop. <laughs> Like, one time we were in Athens, and we sat down at this, like, obviously, like, family-owned restaurant. Like, it was very clearly family-owned. Like, there wasn't, like, many people in it, and it was really small. <laughs> I told them that she was Greek, and they were so excited. They gave us, like, seven courses <laughs> of food. And it How was, Greek is she? It like, was so expensive. Um, is she, it, like... Well, her family's, like, like, from the Greek island, so I would always expose her. That's um, really cool. And Helen Helen would also like talk to the bouncers at bars if they weren't gonna let us in. She'd be like, No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Start start speaking Greek and we'd be like twirling our thumbs in our in our like little button downs jeans and God. whatever Stan Smiths we were wearing. Germans, we'd be like, Ooh, Helen, get us in the bar. Germans are like that too. <laughs> like if you spoke German, there was one girl in my program who's like German. Like she's from born and raised in Germany. And um yeah, if you had someone with you that, like, spoke, like, authentic German, it, like, increased your chances of getting in somewhere, like, yeah. a thousand times. Um, I think one of the things I like is when places have, like, a niche or, like, a like something about them that's unique. Right. So, bars. yeah. Yeah, bars or clubs. Just, like, something that's, like, memorable. And so our favorite bar... Um, shout out to Milo, because this is where me and Milo would go. We probably went twice a week, every week, for my whole three and a half months we were there. (laughs) It was this place called Schmitz. And so, first of all, in Germany, you can smoke in bars. That's just like a thing. That's just like a cultural thing. And so, it was like a very pub-type feeling, because it smelled like cigarette smoke all the time. And everything was so cheap. It was like 250 euros for a big beer. Like everything was so good. The bouncer, or not the bouncers, the um, 
the bartenders were so friendly and they would like chat you up. And but what made Schmidt's unique is that they had a ping pong table in it. And the ping pong table, rather than just playing ping pong, they they played this game where anyone who wanted to play, they had these two big brass buckets that were just full of ping pong paddles. And anyone that wanted to play could take one. And you would line up in a circle around the ping pong table. And you'd rotate. Um, I guess you'd rotate counterclockwise. And every time you got to the head of the table, you would hit the ball back. You'd return the ball, like in ping pong. And you would keep going. So you'd hit it once, and then you'd keep walking. And every time someone messed up, so say you hit into the net, or you hit onto your own side, or whatever, you're out. And then you restart. Someone serves, and you keep going. And you would go around in a circle like this until it was down to two people, and then they would play a ping pong match to five. And that's who won. And that started at, like, like 6 p.m. And it would go until the bar closed at 3.30 Did or 4. Did you stay the entire time? Oh, I mean, I don't think we ever got... I don't think we ever stayed from 6 to 4, but we would be there for hours. And it's not like you had to play the whole time. If you want to, you could just drop back and sit at a table sure. and drink. Yeah. Um, but it was our go-to on weekdays because on weekends it was really crowded. And like you, It was like standing room only, like you couldn't get through. So we would go on weekdays when it was like only like 15 or 20 people in there. And we like made friends with some of the regulars. Like these, we, we made friends with these Syrian refugees who, who went there a lot. And then this one German guy. So me and Milo spoke English and like the smallest amount of German. The German guy spoke German and the smallest amount of English. And the Syrian refugees spoke the smallest amount of German and the smallest amount of English. But somehow the five of us were able to communicate. And it was really fun. It was like a really good way to get like into the it felt like I was part of the culture. And that and I and I Schmitz will always be like oh. a place in my heart because of that. When you said they used to go there on the weekdays, I just I just saw this with this one time. It was like the first week. It was like it was like we had barely even started classes. So it was like the second day of classes. And we went out to the club purely it was on tuesday purely because we were like oh wouldn't it be so funny if we went out to the club on a tuesday <laughs> and i remember we went and it was awful we had to pay like 15 euros to get in and it was empty that's the whole story <laughs> i just thought it was so funny we thought we were that's it so <laughs> funny for doing that and then it was just it was boring it was horrible it was a waste of our money was there was a um <laughs> there was a bar that we were so annoying <laughs> that is one time when we were in athens uh we were so our whole program like did a trip to athens okay. and we we had all gotten reservations at this place lohan which was Lindsay lohan's bar that she had in athens Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> so Lindsay lohan's bar in athens we all you had to have a reservation you couldn't get in so you had to like pay for bottle service and like get a table how expensive was that it was not cheap um, that is ridiculous. And so we were all going, and we like the six of us who were bought our table, like we were on our way there. And we get there, and we see one of the other kids from our program getting out of a taxi. And we were like, "Oh, where did you just come from?" He goes, "Oh, I just, uh, I just went back to the hotel. I had to come back because they told me that I couldn't go in because I was wearing shorts." And so, what? for anyone who hasn't met. My friend Connor Nilsson. Oh God! Of course it was Connor. Connor <laughs> Nilsson does not own pants. The kid 
only wear shorts. Like I've literally seen, does not pack. You want to hear a Carnegie story? I mean, does not pack pants. Anyway. So he had a class in the same building as me. So his class got out when my class was starting. And I swear to God, in January, in Boston, January in Boston, it's not warm. It's freezing. I would go to class and him and JD would walk <laughs> out of the building as I was walking in and Connor fucking Nielsen would be wearing shorts. And I'd be like, Connor, it's 13 degrees outside. <laughs> what are you doing? So this is the kid I'm talking about. Why are you doing this? And so we all look at Connor because he's this kid, this headass is wearing shorts. Obviously, like none of us really thought about it, but this headass is wearing shorts. And we were like, okay, Connor, do you have pants? And he goes, no, I literally don't have pants. I did not bring pants. And we didn't bring we're pants like, to the whole okay, program. To this weekend trip. He didn't oh, bring okay, pants. okay. And we were like, well, shit. Is there like a place you could buy pants? But obviously not. It's like midnight. So we were like, okay, well, we're here and we're going in. I'm not not going in because Connor didn't pack pants. So we go up to the bouncer. We're waiting in line. We tell them like we have a reservation and we get in and literally we were like in line going upstairs and we huddled like five of us huddled around Connor in a circle and we walked as a unit and we literally walked as one unit up the stairs and we're like, okay, cool. We got in. And then we went into the into the building, and there's this other tunnel, like little hallway, where there's more there's more bouncers, and there's another like check in to make what sure that you hell? actually have a reservation. Lindsay Lohan's club is fucking DefCon Five, and so we're like, ah, oh, damn it. And then I realize we're like still in our little unit of six, and we're still huddling all around Connor, but like we can't fully cover him. Like there's only so many of us to cover his whole body, and I look behind us and the wall is made of mirrors <laughs> and i was like oh my god and so we like did a maneuver where we like walked in and then we like rotated around him and we covered his like we covered we, we faced the bouncers and like as we walked in we like faced the mirrors and then we ran we booked it we went as far deep into the club as we could because we were like if they find connor they're gonna take him away <laughs> he got in but we got in we got it. Connor <laughs> Nielsen wearing shorts in a club might be the most <laughs> on-brand thing I could literally ever think of for a person. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, so that was quite the time. All we wanted to do was hang out at Lindsay Lohan's bar, and it was cool. It was it was it was sick. There was like there was like there were like the tables had hookahs, like you you could buy a hookah, and like there was like like literally just tables everywhere. People were just like drinking and smoking hookah. And then it was just, like, the music was so loud, it literally, like, you could, like, it was moving you. Like, you weren't, if you didn't move, like, the bass literally moved you. (gasps) I'm excited once, obviously, once quarantine is over, to be able to, like, experience that in Boston. You know? Like, we're not fucking stupid 18-year-olds anymore. So it's it's a little bit less... You know, it's going to be a little bit less rambunctious, I think. But I just... Well, maybe. Knowing our friends. I don't know. Knowing our friends. friends. It might not be. But I I just... I don't see us stop... I don't see us no longer going to frat parties for, like, a little while. (laughs) Maybe you guys. I just think... I'm just... I'm excited to see what Boston has to offer. 
Yeah, I like. I feel the same way about like back home. Like I haven't really explored San Francisco. As, yeah. Well, I haven't. I haven't explored San Francisco as a twenty-one year old. So like, <clears throat> I've had people like ask me like when they go to visit, like where are the bars that you go to. I'm like I generally don't know. Because <laughs> um, like that, like that's just like not what people do when you're not twenty-one in San Francisco. Like you don't go to bars. So I mean, I I'm never, excited. I never went to bars. I feel like there's a whole new. Like I feel like there's a whole new version of the city that yeah. I'm gonna get to explore. Exactly. That's that's so I'm I'm really excited to do that. I um <clears throat> I'm just really looking forward to like getting those experiences and those memories in Boston because I feel like I have a lot of them in other cities like Montreal and Berlin, but I don't have that in Boston. So I'm really excited for that. That's what I'm looking forward. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to when when you know the COVID crisis is over. Yeah, and like even just like, like little trips. Like last summer when we took like like my friends and I took a weekend trip to the Cape. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like I you just can't Cape. you can't do that right now. Yeah, and like that that was like a great weekend. Like we literally just got an Airbnb in the Cape, nice little house in the Cape. So like in the middle of nowhere, so quiet. Back deck. I want to go to the beach. Perfect. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the beach too. I miss the beach so much. <laughs> do you even remember what it's like being outside? I don't. I mean, I get a glimpse of Mission Hill every day, but I mean, I can't really consider Mission Hill outside. <laughs> okay, here's a hot take. Mission Hill gets a bad rap. I think it's kind of pretty. I, I think there's I places. I would call it pretty. I think there's places on the hill that are very pretty. I would call it pretty. Hillside. Hillside. If you go down to the end of Hillside, that area is nice. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, I think I think one of the fa- like one of my favorite trips that I've like gone on so far so last year when i was on co-op i took a weekend off to go to new york mm-hmm. so i took half the day on friday and i got on the bus and throughout that week i had realized that a bunch of our friends were also going so like i was going peter was going berman was going nick was going matt martin was going um like everybody was going and we like all made these uncoordinated plans to go to new york and so then it just became like this giant like lab <laughs> and like we were we all just like met up in new york and it was so cool and so i mean like a bunch of them had like lived in new york before but like i i had never that was like the first time i really explored new york was like an adult i guess quote unquote was the last time i was in new york i was alone and i just went on like a day trip by myself <laughs> through the school and i literally just like went and explored the city and ate food by myself <laughs> um that honestly sounds pretty good it was fun oh my god it was so much fun it was so much fun it was just so cool it was oh. That was a good day. But so on this trip, it was, it was, I, God, the journey of getting there was so stressful because I was on this bus and I, I bought the cheapest ticket I could find online. So this bus didn't even leave out of like South Station. It left out of Chinatown. Was it one of those like sketchy ones that like you like randomly book online and it leaves out some random street? Literally in the middle of the street in Chinatown. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. I... We, so we got off and we took a stop in Connecticut, which I've been told is a very common thing for buses going from Boston to New York. And we pull into this Burger King and I'm hype, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll get some chicken fries or whatever. And then we get into the parking lot and the bus driver rams the side of the bus into, into the clearance bar. So a window shatters what? and we're all just sitting there in shock. Like the bus driver literally just hit this giant clearance sign and he just parked 
And we were all freaking out. We were like, the, he literally just broke a window. And I was freaking out because I was just so stressed because we'd all made these plans to go pregame at Richie's. And I had to go get there before they left for bars. I wanted to hang out with them. And I was like, mm. And I was just, because like, I, I was staying with my friend Sophia. And we were going to go to this pregame together. And then we were all going to go out together. And I just wanted to make sure like we got there before we all went out. This is like, a, so that was like it was just such a stupid thing to be worried about. But I was so stressed out. And I was like, if this delays my trip, I swear to God, I will run to New York on my own. Obviously, I can't do that because think... we were in Connecticut. But this this driver, he goes outside, smokes a cigarette, <laughs> looks at the thing he's done. He's like, shit. Gets in the bus. And we just keep going. Not a word. With a broken window. With a, it was like, the the window, it was like, I think it was like, there were like two layers of windows, so the outside layer had shattered. But like, the inside layer, I guess, was fine. But it was like, and like, I took a little nap, like a little power nap, and I woke up because I heard what I thought was like somebody really aggressively shaking ice in like a soda, like a soda cup, which I realized was the glass in the window falling off the car and into the highway like and we were running over the glass (laughs) and i was just so stressed out the entire time that the entire window was just gonna fall apart um but we got there and it it was fun we just like went out to bars ate a lot of good food and spent the entire weekend just like all hanging out it was a nice it was a nice trip i got to see new york for the first time as like kind of an adult i saw the rocky horror picture show for the first time i feel like okay i might be exposing myself here New York City, overrated. Really, I don't know. Really overrated. I think it's just kind of, for me, it's like New York is just, it's like coming from California, it's just like this faraway land, you know? Like almost in the same way Boston is, where it's like, I feel being here, I'm so far from home. And that's like, that is a feeling for me that I really enjoy. Okay. And <clears throat> I'm... Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think there's... Just, I I personally... I love New York. And I, I think that there's just, like, this intangible happiness that I feel. I think it's also... I I went on, I went on a trip to New York with my, with my high school band freshman year. We performed at Carnegie Hall. Not to flex on the viewers right now. But it, it, it was, like, my first trip where I, like, really experienced freedom. Because that was, like, the first trip that I had been on without my parents. Mm-hmm. And so I think I also connect New York to that, where it's, like, I, I have this subconscious feeling of feeling, like, independent. And that feeling comes out every time I go to New York. So I'm not saying that that is, like, I guess maybe, everyone's maybe, experience. Maybe it's personally. Just, maybe it's just a subconscious, like, being from... Massachusetts, like, New York-Boston rivalry is a thing. So maybe I'm just, like, annoyed at New York because of that. (laughs) But also, I just don't like... I don't like tall cities. I love tall cities. New York is a very tall city. you're, You're in the Upper East Side, and the buildings are big, and you're small, and there are so many people... And I hate that feeling. Or you're you're yeah, down. You're in like the financial district, which is where my sister lives, and every building is thirty stories, and everywhere you look, there's more buildings, and that feeling is terrible to me. Like that, 
Like, I'm not, I don't get a lot of, like, feelings of, like, anxiety a lot, but that is something that gives me, like, severe, severe anxiety. Oh, it's I like, I feel like I'm about, like, I think about those buildings falling on me, you know? And it's just, like, that scares the hell out of me. I, no, I feel the opposite. That's how McKenna, McKenna always describes it, like, me and McKenna talk about this, because she loves New York City. It's a concrete jungle. I wish she was things, here. I wish she was here of. so we could talk about this, because... She always talks about how she feels, like, insignificant, and that makes her feel good, and I hate that feeling. Like, I feel so small that, like, the city would swallow me, and no one would know, and no one would care, and I hate that feeling. I don't think... For me, it's not the fact that I feel insignificant, and for that reason I like it. It's more... It's more of the reason that, like, being from San Francisco, there's a lot of open space, and, like, there's a lot of greenery, and a lot of nature, and a lot of open wide areas to explore and like it's like even in the city like it's not super crowded or like the buildings aren't really that tall and in boston it's pretty much it's like kind of the same like minus the expansive green nature the buildings aren't really that tall like it's not really crowded it's not suffocating unless you're unless you're in like downtown or like maybe parts of the seaport like the buildings in boston aren't that sure and like i think it's that i don't know it's like that contrast it's like when i'm in new york i actually specifically really like looking up at the buildings like, I, I really like headphones in, like, this, this, that, that one weekend trip, or that one day trip that I went on by myself in New York, like, I didn't have any friends on that trip with me, I literally didn't tell anybody that I was doing it, and all I did the entire day was have my headphones in, listening to music, just walking around, this, this sounds like the dumbest thing ever, this sounds like, oh my god, like, I was literally just listening to, like, music and singing down the street, <laughs> And looking up at the buildings and just thinking, like, it was, for, like, it was just, like, this intangible feeling that I was, like, happy. I was happy. And I, I like, I don't know. It's not even necessarily anything, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anything about New York that really did that for me. It just, like, one day I realized how much I like it. Yes. How I, much I like being there. And I don't know. I definitely couldn't see myself ever living in New York for, a, like, forever. I couldn't. I've always wanted, it's always been my dream to live in New York for like a year, for like two years, or like some temporary time period. Um, and I think I'm, I think I've realized, I'm coming to this realization, I think the moment, I lied, I think the moment that I fell in love with New York was when I was on that first trip my freshman year, and we we went to go see Jersey Boys um, on Broadway, and that was... That was like the moment that I realized how much I love music and how much, like how much I wanted to sing, and that's why I started singing in high school. And so I think it was like that moment of being like it was like I don't know I was like I was a child I was literally a child, and like being this little child in this big city, being a big cliche, just like <laughs> falling in love with the city after seeing one fucking Broadway musical, I think I just. I think I I think I just fell victim to the New York trap. <laughs> well, we can stop talking about New York. Um, what was what was your favorite place that you've ever lived I mean, for like I, any any period of time? I mean, I've only lived, I guess, like lived. How would we classify that? Like, like I would I would consider like anyone like you you could say you lived there. Like for, I would say for I've any lived, amount of pro like long prolonged time. Oh, then it, okay. So I would say I've lived in. Grand Massachusetts, Berlin, and Boston. I would say those are the only three places I've lived. I, I technically I was born in Georgia, but 
I only live in people forget. People do. People really forget. No one knows. At least no one that I know at college knows. But I, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but I only lived there till I was three, so that's not a very, you know. Yeah, I mean, you live there, but you don't. I don't. I don't it's really not. remember it. My sisters do, but I do not. Um. So I guess those are the only three places I've ever lived that I remember. What was the question? <laughs> Which, what's the what's your favorite place you've ever lived? What's my, I mean, that's so tough because Berlin is amazing because it was exciting. You know, like I'm 18, I'm alone, I'm in a place where I can be an adult and I can be independent. I think each place I've lived has really fit my like the the time period of my life I was in. Like, I, I don't know if I can say one of those three is my favorite because Grain was a great place to grow up and it was a great place to be a kid because it wasn't real life. Like, there was no responsibilities. There was no consequences for what we did. We just got to be kids and have fun. And I didn't have to worry about anything. And it's a beautiful town. Like, it's a, like, gorgeous place to live. It is a really nice place to live. It's just beautiful. I love like, your house. The, like, I, lived, I love the woods. I lived in a beautiful <laughs> house. There was woods all around. And it's just a great place to just be a kid and have fun. Like, we, me and my friends would just go in the woods and, like, run around and, like, start fires. <laughs> and, like, we would climb through, like, people's backyards, like, through their, like, break into their cow pastures and, like run around and find, like, abandoned barns. <laughs> like, what? Like it was just, like, we just had fun. And it, it, it transitioned well into high school because we could just, like, build a fire in one of our backyards and, like, hang out and drink. And, like, it was, like, six, 16-year-olds doing that. So that was a great time to live there. And then, now that I'm in Boston, I'm more of an adult. I have more responsibility and more, like, things to do. But Boston is a more, there's more to do here, and there's more to experience, and there's more people here, and there's something nice about that now that I'm a little bit older. So, I, th I don't know if I can definitively say one was my favorite. That's fair. Because I, each I of don't them, know if I could Each of them, like, fits the age and the maturity I was, and I think I've just been really lucky in that regard. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think... I, I love growing up in San Francisco, but I, I think as much as I as much as I loved being there and the things that I was able to do when I was growing up, I, I think what I did really want was that like what you had. Like I, I I would watch movies of like people who would like be able to like walk down the street to their best friend's house and like hang out and like it was it was just, like you could do that. And it was like you could do that whenever. And that's so hard in San Francisco because it's so big and like you go to, like, the schools in the Bay Area, like, you go to school people who are, like, from all, like, all around. So, like, you, you don't, you don't necessarily live really close to each other. And so I think, while I love San Francisco a lot, and I do love it, I think Boston, it, it's hard for me to say that Boston is necessarily my favorite place. It is, is, I, I, it's hard for me to say that I like it more than San Francisco, but I think the experiences I've had, like, being in college and, you know, all that shit about being independent and, like, being able to do what I want and all of that. I think the part that I focus on most is the fact that I am just a lot happier here. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of me being able to be who I want to be. Yeah. Fully me. 
and like you know I found you guys and you guys are like my best friends yeah I think that's and a good point is is your the people that are around you and the environment that you're in also makes a difference of how you view what you do right like I, I don't know like I, I don't I don't know if I've really looked at Boston like critically and been like do I really like this city mm-hmm. because I'm so distracted by the fact that I love you guys and I just like hanging out with you guys all the time and like having all my friends around and just being able to like live my life with my friends right there like by my side like we're going through it together right you know where it's like in high school I feel like I had a lot of shit going on and it was like my friends and I were living these like asynchronous lives where like we were had our shit going on and then we would find out about it later but like here it's like I have shit going on I need my friends here they are you know yeah. I think it's a different life and I think this is like, I I couldn't I couldn't live alone I don't I don't think I'm gonna live alone after college I think I need at least a roommate yeah, to like I don't be really... there <laughs> Definitely can't see myself living like in a studio by myself. Like I don't really get my the appeal own. of that. I think living I'm, alone. Yeah. I mean, you know me. Like if I'm alone for long enough, I start scratching at the walls and like. But okay, out. <laughs> even for me, I like being alone, but I don't like forcibly being alone. Like I, what's nice about living in an apartment like we live in with a bunch of friends is that if I want to be alone, I can just close the door to my room and be alone. I can do whatever I want. I can read. I can listen to music. I can do whatever. And I can be alone. And none of you are going to be, like, upset about that. But if I want to, I can go sit in the living room and watch TV with everybody. But the idea of, like, never having that option of just, like, being able to walk out of my bedroom door and hang out with my friends seems really, really horrible. And, yeah, I don't know. That just seems really difficult. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think I also had the same the same feeling in Greece. Like I think there was some kind of like allure of being there because it was like study abroad, you know, like we're abroad, you know, right. like our college experience is starting. But I think it was just it was so de- it was like so developmental. Like I I found these I found a bunch of friends that I still talk to today, and like I have all these memories that I like to look back on. And I think, I think that they, I think it, it, it was like, a, it was a good place for me to kind of phase out of being an annoying teenager. Like I, I def, <laughs> that definitely didn't end like right after, but I think I was able to work out a lot of those kinks <laughs> before I was unleashed <laughs> into the real college. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that you bring up like being able to walk down the street to your friends because I feel like that's such like a trope about like living in like a like a rural area it's not true at all you can't i couldn't walk to my friend's house well, you know what I mean? well it's maybe so... not walk to your friend's house, but like you were able to like whenever you want just like go to your friend's house and like I didn't, yeah i couldn't really I, I just think it's funny like like i think that is only true in like suburbia well you guys live close enough you know no no like if i want to walk to some of my friend's house no. it would be a long ass walk but like, it miles. wasn't hard to get to them that's that see that, so that's, that's my true. point but, like, I just think it's so funny. Like, in Stranger Things. Sorry, this is so off topic. <laughs> you know in Stranger Things, they all bike to yeah, each other's sure. houses? Yeah. I'm like, okay, either they're biking for a long time that we don't see on screen, or their town is small as fuck. Because if I just wanted to bike to my friend's house all the time, it would take so long. Like, right. my town was, like, like area-wise big. Because there's so many forests. 
Like, if I want to go straight from my house to a friend's house, that would be not so bad. But there's no way to get from one place to another straight away. Because there's just forests and conservation land and farms. And you just can't do that. But I do know what you mean. Like, once I had a license, I could go to my friend's whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess there's just something about... I think I think it's like the experiences you have in a place. Are, yeah, will, They'll really build up that place in your head. And, and I definitely had a very good high school, childhood, like, really perfect. So that's why I like the idea of that kind of, like, small town living a lot. Because I enjoyed it so much. But I know people, like I said, I know people in my high school that fucking hated Groton, Massachusetts, and want to get out as soon as they could. So, it's, I guess it's really people-dependent. Yeah. I, I yeah. I think I think it's, for me, what's pushed the idea that I really enjoy being here in Boston is, like, when I refer to home, I, like, forget. I, like, I, like, I'll sometimes refer to home as here. Yeah. I, I do that, too. I, so, I call, I have home, and I have home-home. <laughs> home is Boston. Home-home is Groton. So, my parents' house is home home but home is 44 allegheny like if i'm just in casual conversation with my friends here i'd be like oh i'm just going home i wouldn't say like i'm going back to my apartment i'd say i'm going home yeah but like when i'm talking to you guys i'm like oh i'm going home yeah 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 interchangeably yeah yeah Um, that's funny i think i think a big turning point of like you being like an independent adult is when you start calling it your parents house (laughs) instead of your house Like, you say, I'm going to my parents' house instead of I'm right, going home. Right, And then, yeah. That's a good point. I think that's an interesting, like, tipping point in life. Yeah. Um, what, what I always tell my, my tours when I give me my, my campus tours as a Husky ambassador, as a campus tour guide for Northeastern, um, what I always say at the end of the tours is that I, <laughs> I get so cheesy at the end of my tours. I go... Shocking. <laughs> I, I tell them like about why I chose Northeastern and then I, I talk about um I talk about like how freshman year I remember I, I was like miserable for like the first semester where Great I, sell. I was I was like working hard and I was like pulling all nighters and I was like constantly working my ass off to get my work done. But at the end of the day I always remembered like walking from the studio, like walking home, like being alone and it being like dark out and late and like no one's around. And, like, walking to my building. And I remember just, like, feeling, like, even though the weight on my shoulders was, like, unbearably heavy, like, I remember feeling like I was at home. And I, I, I always tell my tour guides, or my tours that. And then they applaud, and then I bow, and then I thank them for hanging out with me. <laughs> so you're going to be depressed as shit during the day. <laughs> okay, but, well, like, at night, I don't you won't pi- be really happy I don't when you like, go to bed. I don't, I don't pitch it like that. I just, I just, I tell them that, I don't know, I think I've found... I think I found a home, and it's, I think that's really cool. I think that's definitely true. I think Northeastern sucks as an institution, but as a place and an experience, it's great. We can talk about that in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about that. So yeah, that's all the time we have for this week uh, on Are You Bored Yet? This was a good episode. I'm glad you guys enjoy hearing all of our degenerate stories. I feel like this one we got to talk a little bit about, like, Emotion. We talked about a lot about emotions, you know? We got a little... We you got, know, you it, want... It was you, kind of wholesome. We left on a wholesome Yeah, note, I know? think so. You want to lie. Why? Why? I'm kind of... Tea. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys see. next week. <laughs> <laughs>